0: Everyone, welcome back to the Queen of Calm podcast. I'm your host Paisley Hadad. So I hope everyone had a great long weekend. It's always so exciting to have that build up to a long weekend, even though it is a busy week when you you know get off for vacation for the three day weekend, and then when you come back. But it is so rewarding to have that extra day of you know rest from the weekend and to debrief from everything. So I hope you all enjoyed it. um But to start out today's episode, I do want to give a shout out to a podcast that I've been loving the drama queens podcast. And so if you know me, you know that I am a huge one tree hill fan. I think it's one of the greatest shows on television, which I know is a big statement, especially coming from a TV lover like me, but that is just one of the greatest shows on television. And so to see the drama queens now hit their one year anniversary of their podcast, I think is so special because one year is such a milestone as I know, um, when I had my queen of con birthday bash this past January, um so hats off to Hillary Burton, Sophia Bush and Joy Lenz for creating the Drama Queens podcast because it is so cool to hear them talk about the episodes and the behind the scenes and have them debrief on every episode but also to have them speak about their experiences as women in the industry, you know, women in entertainment and how they really, you know, come into their own as, you know, women going past their younger years and really growing up within the industry. So I think it's such an amazing podcast and I think it's so important to shout out women who you admire, whether they're in your industry or not, because it's so important to lift each other up. So hats off to them. Um, And also speaking of, you know, that nostalgia factor, which the Drama Queens podcast really does a great job of doing. I want to talk about this week's industry insights. So speaking of long weekends and having extra time to decompress, I spent all of yesterday or should I say Monday (laughs) um, binging the summer I turned pretty. So. If you're not aware, The Summer I Turned Pretty is a trilogy by Jenny Han that came out around 13 years ago, which is crazy to say. And so, you know, it was in the time of the big book franchises like The Hunger Games and Divergent and Twilight and all those, you know, cult favorite book books that turn to movies and TV shows. And so it's just amazing to see this series finally turned into a series 13 years later. And it was just such an amazing series. Namely because I finished it all in one day, but also because it really hit on that nostalgia factor. Like I felt like I was back to my middle school bookworm roots, which I'm still a bookworm, but really when I was back then, like going to Barnes and Noble dressed as Katniss for like a Hunger Games release party, like it really brought back that obsession in these books and these characters. Um, so that was so amazing to see. And I think the series really was bookmarked by the music and the atmosphere they created because they had a lot of those modern TikTok favorites that you hear on the app that that younger generation of Gen Z has made popular, but also some classics from, you know, back 13 years ago when the books came out, like One Direction, One Direction Hits and, you know, Taylor Swift songs. So it was just great to, you know, bring everyone, to give everyone that feeling of, you know, being back in middle school and high school and, <laughs> you know, reading these books for the first time. I think they did a great job of doing that. And I think their comms and their social media that went along with this uh, series Was really awesome. They really, you know, did those behind the scenes videos and they had the author Jenny Han really build that up, you know, on her own socials. She had these behind the scenes videos and, you know, clips and all of this and really laid into that engagement factor with her followers and people who have been following her for a while so all in all I think overall it was such an amazing campaign but also a series and I can't wait to see more that they're going to do with the series because I know there's much more to come because I think this came out about a week ago or a few days ago so they're only getting started and as they do book books 2 and 3 which another great marketing tactic that they used for this was that um of course every single person after they watched the first uh, the first um, season I should say sorry I lost my words there but After they watched the first season, of course they wanted to go and read the second and third books because that is what season two and season three will be all about. So Amazon went ahead and they recorded books two and three with the cast of the show, reading their own parts. So now you can listen to an audiobook of books two and three and have those characters reading them to you and kind of get a sneak peek of what's to come on the show. So I think that's such a great way to build that connection with audiences. And I think it goes a long way and also a great way to boost audiobook sales. <laughs> so hats off to the entire The Summer I Turn Pretty um, team. It was such an amazing show and campaign and overall comms campaign. And as I said before, I'm excited to see more. But as for this week's episode, I am so excited for you all to hear from my guest. And I know I say that every single time, but these women are just so awesome to talk to and to hear from. And my guest this week will share all about having that impact and purpose in your comms, which we're really seeing, you know, nowadays, because back, you know, a while ago, it used to be about speaking at your audience, but now post-pandemic and people looking for more of that purpose, it's speaking with your audience. And I think that my guest really illustrates that well in our chat and also with the work she does with her own company and in her past positions. So, be sure to stay tuned for the interview. But before we jump into the interview, I want to remind you all that if you're not following us already on social media, follow us on Instagram at Queen of Com Podcast and on Twitter at Queen of Com Pod. And if you're really loving the Queen of Com Podcast and you're feeling generous, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to leave us a five star review. And finally, if you want to be on the Queen of Com podcast, if you have a question or you want to circle back to a certain topic or you have a guest suggestion or anything like that, be sure to leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash podcast slash message or head to the link in our Instagram bio and click leave us a voicemail. Without further ado, stay tuned for the interview. My next guest has over 20 years of experience in communications, serving in roles such as the General Manager and Director of Development at De Janeiro Communications, as well as Vice President of Global Communications, Sustainability, and Impact at Swell. She has now launched her own purpose consultancy, BoldCo, where she helps individuals and brands create more impact. Please welcome Kendra Peavy to the podcast. Welcome. Hi, Paisley. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks really so much for being it. here. So My why pleasure. don't we... Why don't we start out with how you got interested in communications?
1: You know, I just, I, I um, have a degree in it. I was in an undergrad and I was going to get a psychology degree. And as I was going through the classes, it was like, you know, this just doesn't feel right. And um, I had the opportunity to, to, to shift to communications, which at UC San Diego, where I went, it was pretty theoretical, but I had one PR class. It was very practical. And I was like, okay, I can use what I've learned from the psychology and apply it to communications. And I think I've got something here. I, I would, I always wanted to be in some kind of marketing for the most part for growing up. And, um, it just felt right. I landed in trade shows and, uh, trade show operations side of trade shows. And I was like, okay, this is fun. I'm meeting really cool clients, but it's not quite creative enough to me. It was a little too logistical. And, and, um, I started doing PR on the side for, um, for the company I was working for. And I was like, okay, this is more, this is more my jam and the rest is history.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like you hear a lot that people don't initially intend to go into communications or PR, and then they just kind of find that spark and that interest in it. So that's so interesting that you mentioned that and that you were able to, you know, find your passion through that.
1: Yeah. You know, I think everybody has their own, own entry point into communications and, and their own definition of what communications is. I'm fortunate because I feel like I've, I've done all different types of communications and, and it's gotten me to where I am today. With code so it's good
0: so you mentioned a bit about your college experience but i want to talk more about what your college experience was like going from college graduate to then a young professional how was that transition like breaking into the industry
1: Uh, it was you know i would say that it was um not too hard i was out in california so it's a different it's a different ball game than than perhaps new york the new york city market which is where i'm in now um, I had a wonderful support of uh, family and friends um, that were there to 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 help me along the way. But but it was um, kind of smooth sailing. And, you know, as I wanted to transition more from the trade show space into more of the integrated marketing, I, I, w- I used my network to connect with new people who were really open to to. Um, I think my, my energy more than my experience, they're like, okay, she's, she's on time. She's, she's got a, she's got a passion and a spirit that would fit with the culture of our, our agency. And, and we see potential. And, um, and so things just kind of aligned as I went in coming out of coming out of college
0: and um, it worked. That's awesome. And, yeah, I love how you mentioned using your network and even about that piece that you shared about, you know, your your energy rather than your experience. I feel like that's such a, an important part of the process when you're looking for a company to join. I know that's something I look for when I was, you know, looking for my first job at a college. Um, and it's something I talked about in one of my past episodes as well as really making sure it's something that you're happy with and that you love the culture, which, as we know, with all the great resignation and all that's going on, that's such an important aspect.
1: It is, and and I have to say, like finding a job today is so different than when I found my first job. So my first job, I found it in a newspaper listing. Okay, <laughs> so to to date myself just a little bit, but but um, but I I had goals. I knew that there was a certain um, role that I wanted to to get a certain title, a certain amount of money, and it might have been a little idealistic. But I was like, okay, these are things. These are my priorities. These are things that are important to me. Um, and then I knew that I could ebb and flow and build and adjust along the way. And, and that, um, that kind of helped set me on, helped set my own expectations of what I was going to do and, and helped me know, you know, where to say yes and, and, and where to say, Hey, can I lean in here versus, versus here? Like, like, like I said, doing my day job, but then working, writing press releases on the side just to, to get my, get my, some experience in it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, building that experience and, you know, finding your passion and working on all these different projects, it definitely led you to such a great career. Um, So I want to talk a bit about your work with Swell, because that's probably a a brand that all of us know that are listening. So what was that experience like for you?
1: It's been amazing. It was amazing, really. It was um, something that has, I I would say, not only helped me get better at my job of being a a communication strategist, but it has certainly opened the doors for me to open, you know, to launch my own company. I, uh, I started as, um, the, the head of global communications and along the way found an opportunity to really, um, dive deep into sustainability and social impact thanks to the way that the organization was being a a startup and a very flexible nimble um, place and so it gave me the opportunity to explore a variety of passions of mine so not only communications but overseeing copywriting and content some some of the content creation and then really leaning into the purpose of what swell is and helping helping link the two between um, what the company stood for And getting a baseline and foundational elements, a place of, okay, so what does this mean? Yes, we stand for this. Yes, we're sustainable, but what does sustainability mean to this organization and how can we not only put it into words, but put it in even more action. And swell has always meant, it's always, always meant a lot to um, not only internally, but externally. And, and so it was just like, how do we build on this? How do we make it stronger, even more authentic and, and real. And so it was just a wonderful opportunity to work with amazing people um, that helped, you know, we collaborated to, to, to keep moving it forward and growing.
0: I love that you mentioned that purpose aspect, because I feel like last year, the big buzzword on the podcast, when I had guests on, everyone was talking about being transparent and, you know, showing that, you know, vulnerability with their clients. And now, you know going into 2022 what i've been seeing talking to all my new guests for season 2 a lot of people are bringing up you know being intentional having a purpose and i feel like that's what people are looking for now you know after two years of this pandemic where so many companies kind of had to reshift their communication strategies and you know find out what they stood for and you know who they were going to help and so that's so interesting that you bring that up and so i kind of want to jump to another question talking about that brand purpose so you know how can a brand similarly to what Swell has been doing with their, you know, causes that they care for, how can they really drive that message home to their publics about that they care about these different organizations and that they show that through their brand purpose?
1: Well, tactically, there's so many ways you can be talking about it in your boilerplate, on your website, on your about us page, on your packaging, in your sales collateral, so many things. But what I really like to to help brands understand is that it's not just the CSR or those tactical things. It's really about understanding the the true purpose, the, the, the purpose, like why you're doing the things that you're doing, why you're committing to those organizations and figuring out a way to tell that story first and foremost, whether it's through PR or content or all of the other sales channels you might have within your organization, and letting that North Star guide everything else. Um, You know, like it's really about digging deep is into how um, either you are as an entrepreneur and a leader or executive of an organization, the brand itself, and then what does the team stand for? So it's understanding... um, Top down, but also bottom up uh, to really create a purpose that that I would say builds movements, builds culture inside of an organization and outside of it.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, so many people are now looking more behind the scenes rather past the press release. You could say of you know what work are they doing to put these actions and words into into act. I mean, putting these words into action. You know what what are they putting on their social media? People are more observant now in communications tactics. I feel like, especially because of social media.
1: Yeah, well, they're asking questions. They 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 it's it's they're like, is this real? Are you just saying this because you want a few likes, whether it's social media or otherwise? And but the fact because brands know now or are certainly under quickly understanding that the consumers want purpose, they are, you know, four to six times more likely to 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 purchase recommend champion and protect brands that that stand for something and and so the challenge that brands have today. Or individuals as they're they're trying to understand what their purpose is is to be as authentic as possible and to um, you know always be coming at it from the right reason for the right reasons. I do believe that profit and perfect purpose can live can live together and there's studies out there talking about it. But it's really about how does it fit with what's that thread between a founder or executive team, the brand, um, and know, what you're doing and what you're telling people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And a brand that comes to mind right away is like Bomba's socks. I mean, everyone wants to purchase those socks because you can see, you know, their, their actions in motion, what they're doing with their, with their product. Yeah.
1: Bomba's Ben and Jerry's Patagonia. Um, you know, I like to put swell in the mix there. There's, (laughs) there's a lot of, um, really great brands doing amazing things. And, and for those brands that might just just now be starting on their purpose journey or you know wanting to talk about it publicly, they can look to those brands to to really as case studies and and understand what what part of what's working for for those brands could work for them, I think.
0: Definitely. So I want to talk a bit about bold co. And so you call this a purpose consultancy. So that uh-huh. definitely ties into the brand purpose aspect and offering that to brands. So what was that journey like for you to start Bold Co and what services do you offer?
1: So um I think like most everyone in the last couple of years, the pandemic has made made them and us think about okay, what are we doing? I have fortunately always known that my purpose is to help people find their voice and take action with it. And I've had the luxury and the pleasure of being able to do that for uh, executives, entrepreneurs, brands um, for so much of my career. And I, um, and I've also loved everything that I've done. Like, like, there's always the roller coaster of, of, of the day to day, but I have I just love every aspect. And so I wanted to find a way where I could, um, you know, take everything that I've learned over the last 20 years and spread the love to more to more people, more brands. And as I also was raised by entrepreneurs, literally, I think 80 percent, 90 percent of the people I've worked for have all been entrepreneurs. So I've had this laundry list of inspiration <laughs> to go, OK, maybe now is the time for you to, to start this entrepreneurial journey too. And, um, and it's just, there, there, there's this need. So there's obviously I've got the, the comms background and the the communication strategy, but I have been building out the sustainability and, and conservation, social impact component. And, and so I love marrying, um, coaching the community, conservation, communications, and content together so that I can help individuals understand who they are, as a, what their brand is, um, how they can articulate it and amplify it, but also help brands do that and then understand, um, you know, what, what they can, who they can partner with what they could be thinking about to create more impact along the way, not only about who they, what they stand for and their purpose, but, but really creating change in the world. And that's what, so that's what I do at Volco. And it's, it's super exciting. And I am, I just have, what I love most is I get to be inspired by the people I'm working with, the people I'm talking to every, every day. And, and you can't ask for more than that.
0: Well, that's so amazing that you're able to, you know, build such a great community out of the work you do and really have a true purpose. Like you're talking about you truly do live out that, you know, purpose that you have. And, you know, you talked about coaching and, you know, having these, um, you know, entrepreneurs and executives. So I want to talk about that a bit because that is a big part of PR and business that these executives and these entrepreneurs, you know, they really need to, you know, show themselves as the thought leader and have that, you know, purpose. As we're saying, I feel like I'm saying that so they need to stand out. They they need to
1: understand how to stand out. I mean, there's a, whether you're a founder, entrepreneur, just a mid-level executive, you know, it's about how can you have a point of view? What can you be saying that is different than your peer, uh, on, on a stage or in a, in an interview? And, and so much of that comes from personal experience and, um, you know, Perspectives that that are unique, whether it's because of where you grew up, you know where you come from. Uh, So, so I feel like I love I love helping helping individuals tap into that because sometimes it comes really naturally to 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 people, and sometimes it just doesn't. Um, You know, you're so in the mode of selling the brand you're working for, or the product you're working for, the service, and what um, you know. Sometimes we either aren't comfortable with, or we forget is that. It is about those, those people connections that, that, that at the end of the day, create the engagement, convert the sales and, and you know, help. so letting people into who you are is, is really important.
0: Yeah, definitely. Sometimes that big interview or, you know, an article about the brand can make all the difference in those business decisions, especially for, you know, a startup, as you probably know. And, you know, so what can these businesses and entrepreneurs be doing to really prioritize communications?
1: Well, I think they can be thinking about it, uh, in a very holistic perspective. A lot. I've, I have found that a lot of people think, hear communications and they either don't know what it means or they think media relations and, um, media relations is certainly one part of communications, but there's so much more. And so thinking about, um, what's the obviously the messaging the positioning the platforms that you have but then how can those play out beyond media relations with other influencers with thought leadership with written content with your marketing your marketing strategy your sales your sales content and tools um and 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 i think that if you can think of communications holistically for starters um that will set you in the right direction if you can think about if you have it anchored in purpose it will make it more engaging. And if it's authentic, you're not only mitigating risk by being real, but you're going to, it will lead to, to hopefully what I like to call radical innovation. Um, and, and so I think it's really at the end of the day about thinking holistically about what communications could be for your organization. And I would say um, from a career perspective too, if you're if, if individuals are thinking about getting into communications, don't pigeonhole yourself. Like if there's, try as much as you can. Uh, That is what I love about working for a small organization through like startups or, or smaller businesses through most of my career is that you get to wear so many hats and that can make for long nights, but it can also allow you to really explore the different facets um, whether it's agency life or even within a brand, you know, in-house and, It allows you to think uh, more creatively and holistically about what communications could mean, and help you figure out like where your loves and your passions are, and how you can focus your next move, you know, or where you go next, and what you want to make of that.
0: Definitely, and and sort of going off of that, we we touched on this before when we were talking about you know how brands can show that they care about causes and what they they um, you know like to talk about, and you know what's important to them. Um, But I also want to talk about how can brands be intentional in their messaging
1: intentional in their messaging you know um that starts with oh there's so many things to think about with intention um beyond the purpose beyond knowing what you stand for it's thinking about your stakeholders and who you're talking to there is this element of needing to personalize who who it is you're reaching out to um everybody uh, i i don't believe in cookie cutter anything so so (laughs) it's really about like okay, what does this stakeholder, if I, if this is a sales communication, what what do I need to be saying to them that will help convert? If it's a team, internal team communication, what is it that will help um, alleviate concerns or, or bring joy or uh, in, encourage engagement, encourage action? You know, so you really have to think about who your stakeholders are with each communication and find a way um, as challenging as it can be I know you know so many brands you're when you're doing when you're doing your your marketing you have 50 80 300 different pieces of content that you're creating but you're doing it because you're you have to speak uh, you have to personalize that message to your different targets and audiences so I think that that is really knowing who you are and then understanding who you're speaking to are really a couple of key components to that intention
0: Yeah. And you touched on a bit about the internal comms as well. And so I think that plays into this whole job search as well. I mean, you, and you talked about how you got into communications that you, you know, kind of stumbled onto it because of your passion for communicating and you found all these different ways to get into PR. So, you know, what advice do you have for college students and recent grads who are just about to graduate or they have graduated and they're looking to get into the industry? Because, you know, I think, when agencies or, you know, any type of communications job, when, you know, they're looking for employees, they really have to be intentional in their messaging to attract the right um, applicants.
1: They do. So I think if someone is looking to get into communications uh, today, the New York market, it's, a—it's well, what's great is like the markets are, are different, right? Being that we're, so many of us are remote and, and there's hybrid and there's all these, there's just a completely different perspective, but, um, it's the competition is also fierce for communications <laughs> and and so I <laughs> I laugh because I think about like what I did in college um I I worked at an art gallery I did and I worked on the campus doing funding I I I which maybe had some that definitely had some marketing elements to it communications elements but I worked at a cafe but like <laughs> resumes today are people that have been had five five years of internships before they even get Get to their first job out, out of college, and and so that's where I say like competition is fierce. So so first things first, think about everything that you've done, internship wise or not, like that help make you um uh present you as the most well rounded person that you can be uh, to to this particular organization. Uh, but also understand what the what the job description is. Speak to speak to um, you know what you can what you can bring to it. And sometimes you might not have the proof points, but you've got that passion. And so I am a big believer in in um the energy that you bring to bring to a job interview or uh, an opportunity. Perseverance always helps staying in touch. Um, I have had some amazing interns over the years who um you know five years later I still get I still get emails hey checking in congrats on this. This is what I'm up to. And it's just It's communications is about creating relationships and and so understand how you are going to create how you will create relationships and um, it'll set. I don't know those are some of the things that come to mind that will that will set you up for success.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, with everything you said, but especially that relationship factor. I mean, that's one of the uh, points I made when I wanted to make this podcast was that you shouldn't be afraid to reach out for mentorship or ask for advice because so many people in our industry are willing to sit down like yourself, you know, with someone and share 30 minutes of their time and to talk about your career and how they can help you. And, you know, you never know who they know or, you know, what company they work for and, you know. But anything can happen as we know and there's so many ways to get involved in communications every industry needs communications and so no matter what your passions are you can definitely find something you know that works for you and someone who works there who you can talk to and get advice from
1: i think that that's so great um i, I know asking for help or asking for advice is not always easy for people speaking for myself and, and <laughs> i have i have um you know I've had many people in my community that are, that have helped me understand how important that is. And, and I, because I'm always willing to like talk to somebody time permitting, you know, and, and, and say, Hey, how can I help you? You know? Uh, But uh, sometimes it's hard to actually make the ask and that is how you move forward faster. And it's a great reminder for folks that, that even if you're fearful of it, you've got to push through it, which is part of like why bold co exists. Like it's it's not about being loud and um aggr- aggressive in a positive way, but like forward all the time. It can be a very quiet bold that that gets you from point A to point B. Um and, and but it's really about pushing through fear, understanding what your North Star is, and, and then how how do you get there? How can you get there in an authentic way?
0: Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that because even looking back at like my own experiences, I feel like if I hadn't taken those risks of, you know, going after an internship or, you know, reaching out to this person, I wouldn't be where I am today because I didn't take those risks. So it's definitely important, like you said, to have that quiet boldness. I love how you put that, um, you know, in, in your career search and in your your career journey.
1: Yeah, you know, that that that's, Awesome. And risk is something that I've always believed in. I, I used to say like strategic risk makes for exciting adventures or something like that. And, and I really do believe in strategic risk. Um, but I, I mainly believe working through your fear. Like like if you understand what your end game is, you you that will help you work through, get move beyond your comfort zone, um, do the things that might not come naturally. Uh, to, and, and you will eventually get there. And even if it's not the path that you imagine it being, I think that that's another thing that, that, um, young people getting into the industry need to know, like you might get into your first job and you're like, oh my God, this is not what I expected it to be, but what can you take from it? How can you leverage that experience or those connections to say, okay, this isn't exactly what I thought I wanted but here is a little bit closer and, and um, making it work to your advantage is really, imp- is, in, in, is important. But I th- think just to add one thing to that is that how can you be in service to others? For me, that's something that has helped me work through fear in different points of my career. It's like, where am I coming from? Back to intention. What is my intention? And my intention is to help others, whether it's to help an executive feel comfortable going on stage or help um, a brand understand how to articulate what they're trying to do in the world, what they're trying to change. Um, and and that that in service for me mindset has has helped push push me out of my comfort zone and forward um, many, many a time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I love that you think about it that way. That's such a unique perspective to think about PR. And I think a lot more people can benefit from thinking about it that way as well. Well, even if you think about media
1: relations, it's like, this is what I tell clients all the time. It's yes, you need, it's, it's, there's a win-win here. There's a give, give. And, and if you can go into an interview or um, any kind of ask saying, Hey, first and foremost, how can I help you? You're going to get what you need too um, through that process. Um, So yeah, I, I, it's a recommendation. I definitely give people and I try to remind myself of regularly.
0: So speaking of, you know, this next generation joining the PR workforce or communications workforce, um, and, you know, because we just have been going through this pandemic and so many changes in the industry. So are there any trends you see on the horizon for the upcoming year? Because as we know, things change so quickly, but definitely this year is, you know, all set up for a bunch of new trends and things going on. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, I think from a communication standpoint, it truly is about um, purpose empathy, continuing transparency, but really understanding, uh, we've all gone through so much and how, how does that shift the storytelling, how, or the programming you're creating that, that like leans into, I know you, I hear you, I'm here for you. And, um, you know, and that starts with, with being a purposeful organization, um, and, and, um, not, not just in it for me, right. (laughs) We're in it for the community, the community that we're trying to build and the change we're trying to create.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And that goes back to what we were saying about, you know, people looking beyond the press release and being more curious. So I definitely think that's going to continue. And that's why you have to have those measures in place to have your, 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 uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my word there, but (laughs) your organization ready for that sort of thing.
1: For sure. And you have to be nimble. I mean, if anything, we've proven we have to be able to to rock and roll and jib and jab and do everything that that um, you might have a 12 a month program a plan in place, you might have a six month program in place, and, and you might need to just go month to month, depending on what you've got going on, because of the state of, um, you know, where we are business, the world, depending on what industry you're in, who you what type of
0: um business you represent, et cetera. Definitely. And so this is one final question I have for you. And it's okay. something that I ask in all my episodes. Um, and so it this kind of started because I'm so inspired by Sophia Amoruso. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but um she kind of coined the phrase girl boss and she likes yeah. to celebrate all that. Um, so I love to finish the episode by uplifting, you know, a woman that inspires you. So Kendra, who is your favorite girl boss?
1: I have to pick one. (laughs) You you can definitely
0: pick more than one. I'm joking. I'm
1: joking. I have so many amazing women in my my sphere that have been an inspiration throughout my career. Um, But I'm going to lift up Sarah Kaus, the founder of Swell. Like she has, she's transformed an industry. She's done amazing things for a lot of people and um, taught me so much along the way in terms of being brave and um, all of that moving beyond your comfort zone and um, how, to, how to engage people with something meaningful besides giving me the chance to, to explore different aspects of my career. So my girl boss is Sarah Gauss.
0: I love it, and I, that's why I love this question as well. And I say the same exact thing in every single episode. But I always learn about so many women who, right after this, I have to go follow, connect with on LinkedIn because everyone's just doing such amazing things. And I, that's why I love shouting them out at the end of the episode because I feel like everyone can benefit from following a new girl boss every week.
1: For sure, I think that's amazing, and and really, the more we can lift each other up, the better, the better we will be. And in building a community, I'm I'm so impressed with you building a community of of um that you're that you're building because it's awesome and we need it
0: (laughs) thank you and thank you so much for coming on the show this was so great to chat with you and talk about all these different subjects and for you to share your expertise
1: oh thanks for having me Paisley. i really appreciate it
0: thanks for listening did you enjoy this episode head to apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review want to drop us a line click the link in our instagram bio to leave us a voicemail and who knows it might even end up on the show See you next week for more tips and tricks of the trade.